0: Hello
1: Slashies and welcome to Slashed, a horror podcast where we talk about the screams, the scares and the spooky stuff. I'm Grace and my name is Wouter and today we're going to talk about Happy Death Day. Happy Death Day, Wouter.
0: Happy Death Day, Grace.
1: (laughs) So we decided to talk about Happy Death Day because we're actually really divided about this film.
0: Yeah, because when we came out of this film, you were really excited about it and you Mm -hmm. thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was really fun. And me, not so much. Uh, so we're gonna be fun to discuss like what we thought of it and what, um, yeah. why it clicked so differently for the both of us. But first, I'll pass it over to you. You'll be able to grace us with a little <laughs> summary of the film before we launch into it. Um, just I forgot to do this last time. A Little spoiler alert for the entire film moving forward.
1: Yeah, we kind of assume that you guys are what are listening to these because you've seen the film or because you don't care about spoilers. But yeah, in any case. So Happy Death Day is a 2017 American black comedy slasher film directed by Christopher Landon and written by Scott Lobdell. The story follows Theresa, or your typical mean girl sorority sister, played by Jessica Roth, who gets trapped in a time loop where she relives her birthday over and over again, only to be murdered by a masked killer. She enlists the help of Carter, her unlikely geeky love interest, to figure out a way to break the time loop. Tree decides that the only way to stop a killer is to figure out his identity and kill him before he gets a chance to kill her. She eliminates several suspects, including a jaded ex-lover, her boyfriend slash professor's wife, and the bitchy chapter head of a sorority. After many failed attempts, Tree learns that she actually sustains all injuries that occur in the different timelines implying that she has a finite number of attempts to stop a killer. After a showdown with Red Herring, John Toomes, an escaped serial killer, Teresa deduces that the real murderer is her vindictive roommate, Laurie. Eventually, Teresa manages to kill Laurie by feeding her the poisoned cupcake, which Laurie had prepared for Tree. The film ends with Carter and Teresa getting together and talking about the event's similarities to Groundhog Day.
0: Yeah, very good, thank you very much. so yeah, happy death day. Uh, <laughs> where to begin? Um, ha- remind me, had you seen it
1: before? No, I hadn't. I- I'd seen the trailer and I was immediately um, interested in the film. I'd seen the trailer in uh, movie theaters because, like I said, I don't like watching trailers, but can't really, can't really escape them there. Um, and what I really liked about the film is that it's it's so straightforward. It's just a very simple funny just horror comedy flick really like a popcorn film
0: yeah um that's i didn't really expect it to be that going mm-hmm. into it i suppose um i know that i'm not particularly fond of like slasher films to begin with but um i'd seen on like the r slash horror subreddit and like movies reddit that this film was supposed to be so fun and so different that i really had quite high expectations that it just simply didn't meet. For me, it was really, well, not really even a slasher film, to be honest. It was more like, a, as you described, a whodunit. But, uh, Definitely. But sort of been cast in this sort of horror comedy mold. But it just, I don't know, it just didn't feel tense enough for me in the beginning, which we'll probably arrive at in more detail later. Mm-hmm. Not really tense enough to be a horror film or and not really too much of a detective story slash really cool mystery to be a proper it. And it was, yeah, and then it was just a comedy which didn't make me laugh that much. So mm. then it sort of arrived at, mm, just not for me, I suppose.
1: Yeah, and, and this is where you disagree because I actually feel like Happy Death Day really delivers on its premise. So if you see the trailers, it just, it, it does exactly like what it says on the tin. It's a story about a girl reliving her birthday, being murdered every time and having to figure out who the killer is. And the film just sets it up really just smoothly, you're introduced to different characters. Um, I suspected Carter for quite a bit because he's the only character that was nice to her and it's kind of weird that she keeps waking up in his dorm room. So I thought that was good. Um, Laurie, who turns out to be the actually actual murderer, she has motive, she is introduced in the film, but they do it in such a subtle, well, not necessarily very subtle. It's not a clever film, I, I wouldn't give it that. <laughs> but, you know, it's not too obvious that it's her. There, there are many semi-likely subject um, suspects. 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 And uh, I like the way that she's like, okay, I'm going to basically allow myself to be murdered over and over again until I figure out who it is. Um, She draws up a list in the weirdest way possible, might I add, by writing down one name, then investigating that person, then crossing out that name and writing down another one. Yeah. Which is not how lists work. No,
0: it isn't. That is a good point, actually. I think we talked about... Yeah, we did talk about that. (laughs) We were watching That's so stupid. Just write it on and she crosses it out. But that also begs the question, why does the list carry over every time she she resurrects again. Because that, impli- oh. that implies that every time she makes the list, she has to write down the first name again, cross it out, then write the second name, cross it out, and then the third name, and then keep doing that. Because the list shouldn't exist.
1: Then it actually makes sense why she doesn't just write down ten names, because it's not going to carry over.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's actually kind of clever then. Yeah. But, oh, never nev- mind. Get, are we getting the film too much better, though, maybe? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I, well, I, 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 sorry, I liked it. It was
1: just very simple... Self-contained little story, little horror comedy, um, whodunit, and it's not it's nothing more than that. It's nothing fancy. It doesn't it doesn't blow your mind. They had a red herring which they used well. I feel like they had this cool little thing where um, where Tree dressed up all badass and had like a cool face off with him near the end. And then it's like, oh, it's not the serial killer, it's actually still someone else. I think it was just done, like, just really adequate.
0: Yeah, um, I will, yeah and I'll agree with you on the, the Lori thing who actually happened, who actually turns out to be the actual killer. Like, I feel like looking back on it, that is actually established pretty cleverly because yeah. um, basically the whole reason why it happens is uh, Tree is having an affair with her professor, mm-hmm. Gregory, Um, and uh, her professor has an office in the hospital in which Laurie also works yeah and uh, the first time Tree goes into uh, that we see Tree go into his office um, Laurie says oh you shouldn't be doing this Uh, it's going to be bad for your image or bad things might happen Mm -hmm. and and they're heavily implying that they're talking about uh, getting an abortion I feel right because she had a one night stand and now she might have, yeah. have to get an abortion. That's sort of thing. They're trying to imply. No, like the,
1: she's going to Gregory.
0: Yeah, but we
1: something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The,
0: the film is trying to imply that it's not about Gregory because they don't want you to suspect Laurie yet, right? Yeah, yeah. So you think, oh, her getting an abortion is a bad image for the sorority. That's the mm-hmm. that is the surface level that they want you to get. And then in hindsight, you know, she, mm-hmm. you know, that Laurie knows that she's going to Gregory, and she's mm-hmm. of course jealous because. Her and Gregory were ha- actually having a thing. Did no, she
1: wanted to be a thing.
0: Oh, yeah, but they never did.
1: No, because he was more interested in. Tree. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And also, which I do really like, because, what did she say again? Because she's simply just a stupid ass bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's. She's like, oh, I wanted to be with Gregory, but also, it's just a stupid ass bitch to. to mean,
1: and that reminds me of one of my absolute favorite films of all time, Clue.
0: Right. Where
1: they ask Mrs. White, why did you... Spoilers for Clue. Yeah. Uh, why did you kill Yvette? And she says, I hated her yeah. so much. Flames. Okay, <laughs> I won't do the whole thing, but <laughs> it just really <laughs> reminded me of that.
0: Oh, uh, we definitely have to do Clue sometime yes, the
1: Yes, the, the ultimate horror film.
0: Yeah. Um
1: oh. No, I think it's just, it, it does what it says in the tin. Um, you know, when you look at a whodunit, there's a few kind of rules that it has to adhere to, which mainly is that you, as the audience, um, you need to have been able to predict the killer. Um, so there need to have been enough clues shown for you to be able to do um, who the killer is along with the uh, the detective. And I think this film does that without being too obvious or dragging. I, I felt like they were, were going to take a wrong turn at some point when he did bring in the whole serial killer thing. They did see it in some of the other timelines where you saw the like the news and it was on that he was being treated in a hospital. And I thought, because all his victims were like blonde women, I thought they were going to imply that he had killed her mother. Because Tree's mom is dead and that's the whole thing because they shared a birthday. So that's why she's even sadder on that day. And I thought they were implying that he had killed her mother. And it was like, oh, I'm- and now I'm coming for you. And I that would have been so lame because he wasn't set up in the beginning as one of the possible suspects. So even though they had seeded it a little bit, you just really couldn't have deduced it. And it would have been so flat to have been like, oh, the... the con- who did it? It was the escaped serial killer. Wow. You know? <laughs> yeah.
0: And because that would have been lame. Because then your the audience base reaction would be, oh, of course it's the escaped serial killer. Because mm-hmm. he is a killer. You know? That makes sense. But then you go to think like, oh, no, that's actually super lame, as you said. Because yeah. that's unpredictable. Um, but, yeah, I do agree that I feel like they did see Laurie well. Um mm. Although for me it was a little bit heavy-handed um, because of the cupcake, mm-hmm. um, because as she said, like at the end she realizes uh, uh, on the penultimate time that she the, the the final time that she wakes up, like oh I beat the killer but still somehow I died, and then she realizes I ate she ate the cupcake that Laurie gave her mm-hmm. before she went to sleep, and then she died in sleep because the cupcake is poisoned, and she hadn't eaten the cupcake in all the previous attempts. Mm -hmm. which is actually a really cool reveal had it been that the camera pans to the goddamn cupcake so much (laughs) like the moment she gets the damn cupcake blows out the candle and doesn't eat it she puts it on the desk and there's like just a close-up shot for at least three four seconds of just the cupcake and then talking no. and it just, yes it pisses me off so much because it's so heavy-handed like
1: oh, especially when you know
0: much. especially when you know what the film's gonna be about you're just like oh, okay so obviously something's up with the cupcake and if and I'm glad it was because if it hadn't been that would just be the most <laughs> ham-fisted red herring so I'm glad it was the cupcake but I think they handled that a bit
1: i liked it Uh, bluntly i felt that could go two ways the way that they went which is kind of the obvious way with the cupcake being poison and kind of being like the secret surprise uh murder weapon even though it's not secret surprise because you've been panning to it for forever um or which i would have really liked if the whole thing had just been like all she had to do was wish for the timeline like to correct itself <laughs> and eat the cupcake because you know you have to eat the cake for the wish to come true. And I thought that would have been a cool film if there's this whole thing about this sorority girl which is being told that she can't eat, uh, she can't have lunch by her, you know, sisters and has this, this anxiety over her birthday because she's lost her mom with, who she shares a birthday with. And then the only thing she had to do was just like enjoy food. Yeah. <laughs> enjoy your birthday cake. And I don't know, I would have I would have thought that was really fun. Like kind of like you are to some extent in control of how you go through life and if you do or do not move on from something. But the film did not do that.
0: Yeah, but now that you say that, though, that is clearly a theme in the film, mm-hmm. moving on from stuff. Because, yeah, in- indeed, her mum's death is clearly traumatic mm-hmm. for her. They don't go into how she died, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad they don't, because the film doesn't really need that. I
1: do believe that the film was consciously playing with that idea that, oh, did her mom get murdered by the...
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, but And that also means, like, of course, mum died at a... Formative age, mm. so she moved out of the house. Strained relationship with dad. That's the basically the rundown of what mm. happened there. And then by the by the end, she does try to make amends with her dad because it always mm. starts with uh, the day. Of, always starts with three with her getting a phone call from her dad. Which he then ignores, like, all the time. Mm. Uh, that's sort of to show, okay, she doesn't mm. care about him. And then at the end, she does pick up and meet with him, and they talk about how they lost mum, and how they remember her. And that's sort of her embracing mm. moving forward, as you said. And then, if they want to go through with that theme, then I think the cupcake ending would have made for a really nice alternate ending, or, or maybe the ending the movie should have had. Mm. But then, on the other hand, if you want this to be a proper slasher, which it does kind of want to be, because the mm-hmm. directors or the creative team have described the film as Grand Hog Day, Grand Hog Day mm-hmm. meets Scream. Mm-hmm. You do want a sequence where the final girl, the only girl kills the slasher, which she does. Um, yeah, I guess why I didn't like... Uh, I, I, I suppose what really did the film in for me is, like, you could sort of guess from the intro, there were many styles going on at the same time and I just felt that it didn't mix very well mm. like especially the who it part I feel didn't really do it for me because once she'd figured out what was going on she like made the, mm. the list we talked about and then she just goes by everyone sort of montage style but I feel like the montage didn't really do anything for me because she would just go to person A, B, C then see that they weren't kill killer and get stabbed or bashed in the Mm. head or whatever and if you really like i would have liked it if there was a bit more detective work like Mm -hmm. how does she compile the list why why do all these people have motive because you can figure out sort of from context what their motive is but i would have i would have liked to see sort of like um a bit more of a tense thing like her figuring really figuring out like who it could be and her actually getting closer to the conclusion rather than um, stumbling into
1: stumbling it. Stumbling into
0: it. Thank you. Yeah, for, like mm. f- for the sake of the final scare, where you get back into the slasher part of the film, which I felt, I'll give it credit, the film did very well at certain points. There are some sequences in there that I found really tense and really exciting to watch. For example, the first time she gets stabbed, there's a whole ridiculous sequence where the killer has put like a little music box down a mm. tunnel, and it's like surrounded by all these flashing traffic lights. And then she has to walk past the music box and then the killer keeps popping up at the other end of the tunnel which is really fun but also like really tense that's really well done and then there's the sequence at a party where um, she's getting stalked uh, with one of her, her flings i think and uh, they can't hear them scream or they can't hear each other scream mm-hmm. over very loud music and it's very tense yeah. to watch because you can always see the killer in the background that was a really fun sequence and I really liked the one in the uh, hospital parking lot where you could see Tree walking on one level of the yeah, parking that was lot. Cool. and then you could see the killer walking in the same frame and another level, sort of filmed uh, in such a way that they couldn't see each other, but you could see sort of into the perspective of both of them from the audience's perspective, but they were on different levels. So I thought mm. that was a really cool intense sequence.
1: I will say that I found those first two sequences to be slightly unrealistic in the sense that. I know that they do imply that Tree isn't really in, like, a fun sorority that is really all about, like, actual sisterhood and sticking up for each other. But, like, the chapter hat that is also going to this party was literally getting ready and telling Tree, hey, we're going to the party. So why are they not walking over there together? I was just a bit confused about Tree putting herself in a lot of, like, situations Where she was walking alone in the middle of night through, uh, like underneath a bridge. I'm not trying to blame her for getting like serial killed, but I am saying that probably she wouldn't be there, and probably you wouldn't go to a room with a guy without telling your friend at least that you were up there and please keep an eye out for me.
0: Yeah, exactly, and I mean, well, it is a slasher horror film though, but. But so accuracy can go out the window. Yeah, you have to do a little bit of
1: like stupid things to give the killer a chance to yeah, get you.
0: You have to break one of the rules of horror: never go off by yourself. And mm. but I get what you're go- coming from. Then if you're going with a never go off by yourself mm. trope, it is fairly stupid. But and then again, you I've,
1: can say that tree was like, really isolated herself from everyone. So
0: yeah, and then she mm. would probably walk by herself but then even then mm-hmm. there is girls in her mm-hmm. sisterhood and sorority that are implied to be nice like yeah. the, the girl that she sees every time she walks in listening to me mm-hmm. mu- uh, walks into the sorority house so she's listening to music and she waves at her every time yeah. which of course tree doesn't respond to because she doesn't like other people yeah. uh, at first because that's a character yeah. arc there um so
1: how did you feel that tree's arc was anyway because like we said the film is kind of about her well, it really is about her dealing with the death of her mom, which which she hasn't really done, and about opening up again to other people, but also being nicer in general. Um, Did you feel like that development went gradual or was realistic? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) not
0: at all. I felt that that happened from one life to the next. I feel like she, that's a, sort of the problem I had with the montage as well because it feels really sudden when you, um, she dies like, I'm going to say top of my head, like 13 times or something. She dies two times just and then she figures out what's going on. Then you have the montage, then one or two more times because you have the altercation with serial killer and then you have the final one. And between the final one and the serial killer one, she goes off to do all the good things. Mm. And because you had a montage, you don't see the development that she has between the seven deaths that occurred yeah. there. And I feel like she sort of mood shifts between those as well because she was really friendly with Carter. But then she gets really angry with him for giving her the idea of mm. getting herself killed all the time. Even though she they, they clearly want them to grow together and want her not to be so rude to him every time she wakes up in his room because he... Just helped her get safe home safely. Yeah, oh. also,
1: it is implied so heavily by the film that she should date Carter because he did not make advances on her when she was incredibly wasted. And, mm, big dodge there, film.
0: I I feel... <laughs> no, I don't feel like the film is forcing us to think that because Carter brought her home, should we they should date. I feel...
1: Definitely. No, but that's... No, a, definitely, uh, they bring it up. And then she's like well yeah we slept together blah 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 and then he's like no i would never take advantage of you and she starts blushing and is brushing her hair behind her ear like such a gentleman and i'm like girl who hurt you yeah. the serial killer
0: yeah exactly <laughs> yeah she got stabbed many times okay well, i'll i'll agree with that then but i uh, yeah then the film I just ha- handled it poorly because I didn't notice that, like, specific interaction, but I feel like the film wanted to go for them gradually growing to closer as the film progressed. And, and that's also out weird
1: because he isn't going through any character development because he's... Unaware. Unaware, yeah. So it's, it's difficult. But that's the thing, you know, we are, I mean, obviously... That's what we're doing in this podcast. We're trying to kind of comb through these films. Slash and them I, apart. Slash them apart. And Happy Death Day just really is a film that, I mean, it is kind of flimsy. You know that if you start combing it apart, it is just going to collapse in on itself. Because it is about archetypes doing exactly what you expect them to do. Hitting all the like necessary movie beats. And reaching an adequate um, satisfactory conclusion.
0: Yeah, what did, what, could you repeat what you said before?
1: Um, that it's just hitting all the right notes, all the expected notes, oh, and yeah, it, they're yeah. mostly archetypes.
0: Yeah, I remember. Um, and also, like uh, you said, it was flimsy. And um, I'm really glad that didn't try to go into mm-hmm. why she keeps keeps getting resurrected. Yeah, yeah. Because if they had, oh man, I hate films. That tried to do this mystical curse bullshit <laughs> halfway through the film. Um, it actually nearly like ruined Sinister for me, which is we'll talk about that when we get to that. But like the whole I hate the, the trope in films like especially like demon and possession films and this sort of stuff, like supernatural films, where the protagonist halfway through the film seeks out either a scientist or a priest. Or a guy who works in a morgue and then they have to find out about some magic bullshit about why this is happening.
1: So this is reminding me of a very specific Key and
0: peel sketch. Oh, that one. The, <laughs> the one which has a word in the title we can't say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's... Uh, yeah. The, 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 the magical something sketch. Uh, yeah, but um, I'm glad the film didn't do that. Mm-hmm. But I would not have been surprised if it had done it.
1: Um no, I like it. It's just very simple and this is just happening the easiest like the first solution that you can think of is just the solution, which is to kill the killer before it can kill you. Yeah, and that's just it. And I like that about the film. yeah, and I'm glad and I, I, I wanted Sorry. to talk about something that you brought up earlier where you said that you wish the who done it stuff of the film had been more prominent.
0: yeah.
1: I actually disagree with you on that, and I feel like. I would have liked, if anything, the comedy to be more prominent. Because I really liked all the uh, montages where they just really kind of, um, where they kind of just let the film be wild and creative. And you had like a montage where she's just walking around naked because she's going to relive this day anyway. Or where she stands up for one of her sorority sisters. Or where she, you know... um, Helps uh, Carter and 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 says, you know what? I'm not af- ashamed to be with you. Those scenes they were they were funny, you know.
0: Yeah, they were funny, and I also think that it gives Tree some much needed character development. Yeah. Which yeah should have done more, I suppose. And
1: I would have liked it if, uh, for instance, the um, montage bits where she is looking for the killer. And I suppose I agree with you that I would have liked there to be more of that, but would have been even maybe more over the top. And there's like even more weird creative ways in which she is um, getting killed.
0: Yeah, because there's some fun kills in there. Like I like the one. Well, I don't like them, but you know what I mean? Like I, I, was, I found the one where the killer breaks a bong in half and st- stabs it in the chest with it. I think that one was quite mm. creative. I
1: love the one with the shot where she's, I think she's clocked on the head and she falls down and the like scene just shifts into her falling onto the pillow in Carter's bed. Yeah. I really like that one. I uh, like
0: when the camera worked. I really yeah. like that cinematography.
1: I liked the one which wasn't necessarily over the top or anything, but just really tense, where she's in the police car. Yeah, and she's she thinks she's gotten rid of the killer, uh, and then he shows up, and she's stuck in the car because she's handcuffed, and she just has to watch the killer very slowly uh, light the car on fire.
0: Yeah, exactly, with like a trail of gasoline mm-hmm. running through the to the um, engine, and then yeah. in a very Hollywood Michael Bay fashion. Mm-hmm. The Car Explodes. Speaking of Michael Bay, I actually read on Wikipedia that he was the supposed to be the original director for this film mm. when it was first pitched in 2007, 10 years before the film came right.
1: out.
0: When, uh, yeah. and uh, That would have
1: been such a different film.
0: You know who they wanted for um, the original main act uh, lead actress?
1: Paris Hilton. <laughs> Megan Fox. Megan, of course, because that's yeah, Michael. because
0: of Michael Bay.
1: Oh, it would have kind of been like um, Jennifer's Body. I haven't seen that one. It's um, a horror comedy, I guess, with uh, with her as well. She's pretty good in that one. Oh, um, that's a list. That would have been really interesting. I think the film would have been more over-the-top, more graphic, more creative with some of the deaths, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like the... Um, I wouldn't. I think the acting was pretty solid overall in the film, yeah. and I did feel like the film knew when to pull back and do focus on the emotional core that was in there, even if it was very you know typical uh, pre packaged Hollywood horror film that you've seen a billion times. But yeah, I, I still felt like they knew when to focus on that and just let it be emotional. Yeah. I, I, I genuinely enjoyed and... Well, enjoyed. I genuinely felt for Tree when they ha- uh, they showed all the scenes with her and her mom.
0: Yeah, because she like, watches a home video of her, mm-hmm. I, th- I think, right? That's what she does on her the evening of her birthday before she goes yeah. to the party and stuff. And I also like that um, they gave Tree some really like, nice heartfelt mm-hmm. moments towards the end of the film when she mm. sort of accepted her new reality like the one where the she meets she bumps into the ex-lover that you mentioned um, mm. it's probably called like Jason or something because they needed a jock name uh, I don't know his <laughs> name and the first time she runs into him like the very first time at the beginning of the film he's like hey you haven't been returning my texts and she's like mm. whatever and walks off and then during her sleuthing in one of the montages mm. she catches him watching gay porn from which she assumes that he's Gay, which is an assumption, mm. fairly accurate, fair, fairly safe assumption, but you know, whatever floats it, the
1: boat, yeah. Um, and then it's a suitcase that we shan't unpack for him,
0: no, exactly. Uh, but she does, and she's like, Hey, um, just be yourself, my man, just be gay. And then he's really happy about it, and <laughs> flawed as that may be, I appreciate that she's being nice, you know, I appreciate mm. that she's trying to be a better person for it. And I also really enjoyed the scene with her reconnecting with her dad. I feel like uh, the, re- the film really wants you to find her dad annoying, even though you've never seen him because mm. uh, she never returns his calls. You never see or hear him until she actually picks up the phone. And it turns out they actually both just miss her mum very much. And it's a very yeah. tough day for him because, of course, also uh, yeah. her birthday. And I really liked the moment where they reconnected. It really, And like props to the actors as well, because it really felt like father and daughter reconnecting. And I really... That, that sort of elevated the film for me, at mm-hmm. least, like, that I didn't find it bad. I didn't find it bad to begin with, just uh, it elevated it for me to um, a level where I could appreciate what the film was trying to do.
1: Yeah. Like I said before, it's just a very kind of nice, clean-cut film. I don't think it's anything special, to be honest. Like I said, it's a good popcorn film. It's something that I would probably put on when I have friends over, we just want to watch something... You know that you don't have to watch that closely but if you do want to have a night where you want to get more into a film it it it, uh fits the brief
0: yeah exactly it's um i feel like it is a must-watch film because it is something different it is Mm -hmm. and it is a fun little spin on what slasher films and horror films could be and i i feel like it if anything it sets a precedent uh or at least i'd Mm. like it set a precedent you know i feel like there need to be films like this out there to sort of counterbalance the the sort of let's quote unquote highbrow horror films Mm. like midsummer and the most of the films we're discussing on here because that's clearly sort of the 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 trend right now there's clearly sort of a trend of highbrow sort of deeper layered horror films that might not even be horror films if you look at them closely but just films about like intense themes that happen to be scary yeah. and, and i can
1: appreciate a horror film that allows itself to be a little city yeah you know and comedy and horror just works so well together that i'm really glad that films like these are being made like happy death day and one of my favorite films the final girls i'm i'm glad these films are being made
0: yeah definitely and what i'm not excited for though is that there's a sequel happy death happy day, day to, to you. you uh with to the number and then letter U for this being stylized and I'm just so scared because mm-hmm. legitimately scared like more scared than I was watching the film because this film was good okay which is objectively nice but I just feel like they're going to go into because it's the same cast I've looked it up it's just it's about tree and Carter again mm-hmm. and it's basically tree reliving the same nightmare but differently I think there's something different dimension. Uh, in a different dimension and um, I'm assuming she's going to go through the same thing and I...
1: Okay, let's, um, if you like, comment below whether you want us to review that film or not and I think it would be fun if right now we predict what it's about. So you've read something, right? I know. Seen uh, something, don't tell me, I will do my predictions first because I'll be completely fresh. Okay. Okay. The the, 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 the disclaimer the
0: only thing I've seen is the Wikipedia page of the current film I've got up right
1: now. Okay. So, what I think Happy Death Day to You is going to be about is Teresa and Carter have a child. And the child is reliving her birthday. On which both Teresa and Carter are murdered, and she has to stop the killer in order to prevent her parents from being murdered—not herself, her parents.
0: Okay, I think I think that Tree goes into a dimension somehow that her mum is also in. They're going to try to explain the connection they have, and then with the help of her dead ghost mum. They will have to stop the killer who killed her mum the first time. Ah. Thereby severing the connection so that Tree doesn't have to relive the same fate that happens in Happy Death Day.
1: Happy Death Day 1. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it's sort of
0: like a pre-sequel.
1: So it's kind of like Back to the Future.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because uh, we're talking like Groundhog Day and they're clearly sort of trying to go for... They're clearly going for, like, classic time travel film wrapped Mm. in a horror jacket. So why not have it be Back to the Future in the second one? Mm. And there's also DeLorean. Fuck off. (laughs) And on that note...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Can you imagine? She goes back in time and her dad starts hitting on her.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She goes back into the future and her dad is Doc Brown. (laughs) What? Oh, great Scott, your back tree. We have to go back to the future and kill your mum. <laughs>
1: going to edit all of this no. out.
0: <laughs> Please keep it in, it's fun.
1: Why is he British? Also, fun fact, Doug Brown, is, the actor, is, is, is in clue. clue.
0: And he's super rapey and not a fun character at all.
1: And on that note, <laughs> we leave you. I've been Grace.
0: I've been Wouter. I am stunned. Um, thank you for listening in again uh, be sure to check us out on our socials uh, at slash underscore horror uh, tell us what you think about the film or about uh, uh, about this episode uh, leave some suggestions for films that you have seen that you would want us to comment on we might look into them later once mm-hmm. we've worked down our own list a little bit
1: tell us if you're interested in us watching Happy Death Day to You and seeing how how accurate our predictions obviously are.
0: And how much I'll probably hate that. <laughs> uh, and uh, on that note, you've been slashed. slashed.